for many people in the supply chain ecosystem, from manufacturing on one end all the way to the consumer on the other side, the period of 2020 to 2021 is arguably one of the most tumultuous in modern history. If you think, however, that it's smooth sailing from here on, you will be disappointed. How governments are responding to the Omicron variant of, of COVID-19, the continued geopolitical tensions around the world, and ongoing disruption to international air cargo and cross-border movements are just a few of the growing list of conditions that conspire to keep participants in the logistics ecosystem at their toes. On the bright side, a Collier's 2022 Global Investor Outlook report is spinning a positive outlook for the industrial and logistics industry, forecasting a rebound in investments in 2022. With us today is Soham Chakshi, founder and CEO of Shipsy, a logistics technology provider, to talk to us about how modernization of the supply chain ecosystem may well influence the growth or not of the industry. Soham, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having me and uh, great to be uh, talking to you today. If you could do us a favor, give us that 30-second elevator pitch of who exactly is Shipsy. Absolutely, Alan. So essentially, Shipsy, we are a technology company focused on the logistics space. We help uh, logistics companies, shippers uh, really reduce costs, get end-to-end visibility of their shipments, and really enhance customer experience. In a world where end customers need faster and faster deliveries, platforms like us help companies really exceed you know, the end customer experience along with keeping in mind sustainability and cost reduction. We'll come back to some of those words that you mentioned from sustainability, visibility, all that. Now, how would you summarize the state of the logistics industry between 2020 and 2021? Absolutely. So it's been extremely uh, dynamic, you know, uh, as we entered, uh, you know, with COVID coming in, as we entered lockdowns, you know, uh, countries around the world entered lockdowns. The customers needed deliveries to come to their homes, right? People could not go to stores. People could not go to supermarkets. People could not go to malls. They needed all of the deliveries to come to their homes. Now, what that has meant is that whether it be retailers, whether it be logistics companies, or it be manufacturing companies, they've had to really adapt and they've had to implement technologies and processes to ensure that they could be at the customer's doorstep at a time when they need with the flexibility that they need. So that is what it has been now. Fundamentally, there are two major trends that have emerged. The first is the quick commerce or hyperlocal deliveries, right, where customers need faster and faster deliveries in the last mile. The other major trend has been in the cross-border space, the freight space, where because of this massive pull in the last mile, manufacturers and other participants across the supply chain have had to really enhance their technologies and their processes again to ensure that whether it be containers, ships, all of that, they reach the warehouses on time to make sure that the deliveries happen on time. So that is how I would summarize it. It's been extremely dynamic and it's still evolving as we speak. On your website, there's listed about 11 key trends in the logistics industry for 2022. In addition to the two that you just mentioned, what are the remaining trends for the logistics industry? At least, and hopefully they are the ones that are important or relevant to the players in in the Asia-Pacific region. 
No, absolutely. So in terms of the major trends, right? So uh, the first is decreasing SLAs, right? So uh, in the in terms of the speed, right? So customers need goods much faster. So that is a one big trend. So, you know, we started off with three to five day deliveries, then next day delivery, then same day delivery. Uh, and now it is instant deliveries, you know, with a lot of players offering even 10 to 15 to 20 minute uh, deliveries of groceries, medicines and more. So that's one key trend. The second is that although it is a lot more to do with fast deliveries, people are looking at costs, right? That how can we make these faster deliveries, keeping in mind look the cost factor, right? To ensure that it is uh, still cost effective, right? The third major trend is sustainability, right? Customers are looking at more sustainable options, whether it be packaging, whether it be delivery options, etc. To ensure that, you know, they are also moving towards something that is more green in nature. I would say that these are the key trends that are really shaping up, you know, consumer expectations and how participants in the industries are having to adapt and evolve. Among these trends that you mentioned, which one, when combined, will influence how industry players push forward their end-to-end logistics automation ambitions? I think it would be the time to delivery and the cost. These are the two biggest driving factors in my mind that are really, uh, you know, driving retailers, logistics companies, everyone to really enhance their technologies. As I understand it, from manufacturing all the way to the consumer that places the order for a product, there's a whole suite of players in there, right? From Again, from manufacturers, suppliers of parts, components, packaging and delivery, and again, the consumer at the other end. Given the variety of the participants in here, you've got some very large ones to some very, very small niche players. How do you foresee efforts to introduce process efficiency through such things as automation? How will this take place when you've got so many different participants, uh, some with deep pockets, some barely surviving day to day? No, you're absolutely right, Alan. So, you know, if, if we really break it up, right, and if we look at the major participants that are there, you know, so of course we have the end consumer, right? But then we have, you know, the delivery, you know, agents, right? The people that actually do the physical delivery. They are part of then a logistics company. The logistics company works with the retailer. The retailer further procures its raw material from manufacturers. Manufacturers in turn uh, work with freight forwarders, shipping lines, and more to coordinate the global movement of freight. So as you can see, there are multiple players involved right now when it comes to automation, right? The way we see it is that, um, you know, if we look at the distribution, right, it's really going to help, uh, let's say, the drivers ease out the delivery process, right, so that they can find the exact location. They don't need to take a lot of time to, you know, find those things. Larger players with deep pockets, of course, can invest in uh, these technologies and even have things in-house. But with uh, you know, uh, cloud and SaaS, these trends coming up, uh, a lot of applications are there that are plug and play, ready to implement that don't have too many high upfront costs that can be implemented for these automation technologies across the supply chain. So that's how I would put it, Alan, that uh, even the smaller players can benefit using the plug and play SaaS technology with a pay as you go kind of, you know, cost structure. The other question, and maybe related to this question, is how would the industry leverage technology to enable them to scale hyperlocal and on-demand delivery operations? Yeah, that's a great point. So if you see the biggest, the two trends that we spoke about, right, time and cost, right? So how can you deliver much 
faster and how can you deliver with a lesser cost right now if you see what does this mean this means that there can be no scope for any manual intervention in the delivery process so how people can implement technology is essentially you know let's say at a warehouse when you have to dispatch to the consumer there should be a system that automatically decides you know which is the best logistics partner to go with you know based on all different parameters including things like the cost the time the weight the volume if there is a uh, you know cash on delivery those kind of things right and then if it has to be done through their own fleet you know what is the most optimal route that reduces the total distance traveled uh, and reduces the total time rather that the drivers would take to make the deliveries right so the entire route optimization and planning the next part of this is how can we communicate all of these events to the customers in real time kind of like an amazon like experience right with real time notifications including live tracking you know when it comes to 20 to 30 minute deliveries customers also expect complete live tracking you know where their order is and when they are going to get it including things like traffic and other conditions and the last is complete analytics and visibility in terms of exception monitoring Uh, right to see that as the volumes increase and as the scope for any errors reduce it's very critical to have deep analytics real time analytics are uh, not post facto real time analytics to ensure that we get a seamless visibility and more of an exceptions monitoring uh, rather than just seeing stats that's how i put it alan One thing that you mentioned coming at the beginning of this is uh, sustainable. So, and I can't really get out around this because it is one of the buzzwords of 2021. Uh, this environmental, sustainable, and governance initiatives. Now, within the logistics industry, how should leaders translate these into practical programs that hopefully will work for them? So, uh, Alan, what we've seen is increasingly, uh, you know, see, logistics is definitely one huge chunk where sustainability does come in, uh, right? Logistics, movement, uh, you know, trucking or deliveries or freight that contributes a lot uh, to the carbon footprint, right? So, any steps or measures taken over here go a long way in terms of reducing carbon footprint uh, and enhancing sustainability. Now, how do players look at this, right? So, one of the key things that we have seen is usage of distance as a parameter to really drive sustainability now what does this mean right so let's say you try to see that okay for a package to reach from the start to the end right from the warehouse to the customer what is the total distance that it has to travel because that is a direct influencer for the carbon footprint and this is where technologies like right, route optimization route planning dynamic clubbing come into play to reduce the total distance traveled that is one the second uh, what we are seeing is the mode of delivery so with the introduction of electric vehicles right this is a very sustainable option to go with and this also really helps reduce cost now again when you would have a fleet that has normal vehicles and electric vehicles the ai based auto allocation engine that determines the best mode of delivery must be able to prioritize things like electric vehicles over the normal vehicles right and that's where again technology comes in and the last is the packaging that how do you ensure that the packaging that is done for the orders while they are being delivered is sustainable in nature so these are the key things alan uh, from a sustainability standpoint that we are seeing you know industry players automatically take up when it comes to logistics are you optimistic that things will be better for the industry in 2022 
Absolutely, Alan. I think, see, while the world has undergone a lot of hardships in terms of COVID, uh, right, and I hope that the uh, worst is behind us, I am extremely optimistic that the way things have shaped up, you know, consumer sentiments are very high. People, there is a huge demand for uh, products and services uh, that consumers need. And this is, I would say, a golden opportunity for retailers, for man- uh, manufacturing companies, for logistics companies to have a differentiated value proposition for the customers and really capture their mind share whether it comes to you know faster deliveries whether it comes to more sustainably doing deliveries whether it comes to giving them complete visibility of their orders and when they are reaching so all of these combined can actually create a differentiated value proposition and with the growing demand of end consumers especially in the regions where we are present is a huge boon and a big opportunity for all the players to capitalize on Finally, given the many operational issues that, again, the industry players face, as well as the many options that they have available to them to pursue in order to either survive or thrive in 2022, what is your one advice to these players, to these leaders for the coming year? Absolutely. And, you know, with uh, all of these different factors that have to be looked at and extremely high expectations from customers, it is imperative that players adopt technology. It is indeed a transformation process. uh, So it is going to be tough. But, uh, you know, what the last couple of years have shown us is that we cannot live without it. uh, Right. And if we have the right technology in place to be able to meet these customer expectations and at a reasonable cost, it can make for a fantastic business proposition to really capture the market and the consumer mindshare. Soham, thank you for joining me on Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having me. That was Sohan Choksi, founder and CEO of Shipsy, on the topic of supply chain modernization post-COVID normal. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Music